News that Egypt's ousted president, Hosni Mubarak, and his two sons have been taken into detention prompted protesters to call off a demonstration planned for Friday. They hope the move marks a turning point in the country's transition towards democracy. On the line is FT correspondent in Cairo, Hiba Saleh. Hiba, why is the detention of Mubarak and members of his family so significant for the protest movement? Primarily because it signifies to them that the Mubarak regime is truly over. There were doubts that because the army which is now ruling the country, the Supreme Military Council which is now in charge is made up of Mubarak appointees, so there were fears that they would protect Mr. Mubarak, that they would cover up for him, that somehow the old regime would continue. In the last 10 years in particular, there was a very strong feeling that Mr. Mubarak and his two sons, in particular his son Gamal, that he was preparing for the succession. The people felt that this was no longer a state, but that Egypt had somehow turned into a Mubarak fiefdom. So the detention of Mr. Mubarak is again a sign that this is over. Do we know what the specific charges are against Mr. Mubarak and his sons? We know that the questioning which uh, took place in Sharm el-Sheikh on Tuesday related to whatever role they might have paid in ordering police to shoot at demonstrators during the protests or during the uprising which eventually led to the toppling of the Mubarak regime. Some 600 people were killed in, in these protests, many of them shot by police or by pro-Mubarak thugs who were allowed to attack the protesters. But we also know that they will be investigated for corruption and abuse of authority for private gain. Will these arrests restore protesters' confidence in the Military Transition Council? I think they go some way in restoring trust. I think the, the Military Council has said repeatedly that it does not plan to cling to power. It has said repeatedly that it wants to shepherd in democracy. I think people still say that remains to be seen, but I think it repairs the relationship. Of course, there's also anger that the military uh, are using military trials against civilians, usually protesters who break the curfew or protesters whom they're trying to disperse from places where they don't want them to congregate. So uh, people are very, very uncomfortable and angry at the use of military trials, which are very speedy trials and not recognized as fair trials. Is it up to the government that's elected in the forthcoming elections to veto those trials? I think once the military council hands over power, there will be no more of these trials. I mean, in the past, military trials have been used. They've been used very sparingly. I don't think the military are going to give away this prerogative that they have to try civilians in military courts. But in these last two months, thousands of people have been presented to military trials and received really harsh punishments of prison terms from three to five years. It is a sign, of course, that the military are struggling to maintain order. They're not used to doing police work, and they're frustrated by uh, what they see as the amount of chaos on the streets. But the fact that military trials are being used against people expressing their views or people protesting, that too has provoked anger. Is there any suggestion that the military is implicated in any of the corruption allegations against members of the previous regime? 
That has not arisen at all. I think people are very careful to protect the relationship with the military because they see the army as the last barrier standing between Egypt and chaos. Of course, the military were very much part of the old regime, but nobody wants to look there for the moment. Do you think that this latest development will help restore investors' confidence? I think it's too early to tell. I think uh, investors might see it as a first step if we use as a sign the fact that the stock exchange went up a little bit on news that Mr. Mubarak and his sons have been detained. But I think investors will want to see what happens in the parliamentary election, what happens in the presidential election, a return to stability. And I I think that is what will determine in the end whether investors return or not. What about the impact of the arrests on the wider region and the Arab protest movements elsewhere? I think there is a big impact. Mr. Mubarak is the first Arab president to have been toppled and not just unseated, but also to be held accountable for what he did when he was in office. This is unprecedented in the Arab world. Undoubtedly, people in other countries, especially countries that are rising up against their rulers like Libya, Yemen, Syria, are looking at the Egyptian example. And I think also this Egyptian example might cause rulers who are facing dissent, facing protest movements, to clamp down harder because they will not want Mr. Mubarak's fate. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's Coriant.com. Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. In unscripted conversations with investment professionals, you'll hear real stories about successes and lessons learned, informed by decades of investment experience. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. New episodes are available monthly. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes in an episode today. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc.